Hey people, so I want to talk about an episode of Atlanta. And I want to, um, okay, so for those of you that don't know, this is a hit show that comes on FX and starring Donald Glover, who's also singer, Childish Bambino. I think I said that right. Um, also Lakeith Stanfield, which he was in Get Out. Zazie Beats, she's been in some other projects and movies. The Harder They Fall, I think on Netflix is one that stands out for me. Uh, so this is some of the main cast members of the show, and they've all um, kind of made a name for themselves. And I think Atlanta kind of helped push some of their careers as well. But so this is the show. the The whole premise of the show. Um, I'll just give you like a generic idea. Uh, one of the guys is up and coming rapper and he and his friend, they work together and Donald Glover's character is, is the cousin to the guy and see how I don't know anybody's names, but, and he's like managing them as they try to, you know, make it in the music business as up and coming rap artists, hip hop artists or whatnot. That's what I know so far. And I found that information out because I went on YouTube. I am not like a huge Atlanta fan, but knowing the reputation of Donald Glover, I'm interested in a lot of his projects and things that highlight black people, black films, movies, and shows. So, you know, it was in the back of my head to check it out. And I've, I've looked at it like once and I think I, like caught it midway through episode. I didn't really know what was going on, but it looked interesting, right? Uh, so people have been talking about the new season, season three. So I wanted to see what's going on with season three. Uh, I watched episode one and I want to tell you about that. And then I'm going to conclude and tell you guys what I think about Atlanta in general. I'm a novice to this show. So, um, I'm going to come back and tell you like my thoughts on this show in general, but this episode one to me was like, wow. I was like, what am I watching right now? Is this Atlanta based on the plot I gave you guys? Is this Atlanta? Um, and I still haven't gone on YouTube to get the full explanation of this episode one, but it's a little bit different than I would think most Atlanta fans would expect. But if I get more on Atlanta and I get more into Atlanta, I'm definitely going to share that too with you guys as well. But let's get into this episode one, season three, right after this. So I was looking a little bit at Atlanta's descriptions. Like if you look in the episode's descriptions, it it tells you basically nothing about the episode at all, which I think is kind of funny. It's like basically just watch it because the descriptions are vague and generalized and it just doesn't tell you anything about the episode you're going to watch. But anyway, I'm watching episode one. I can't. I'm not very good at telling you play by play and I should be better at that. But like at the beginning of it, I don't 
recall if there was any captions or words to explain what am I looking at right now but I'm definitely going to spoil this episode because I loved it um, okay so it's a young kid no it's, it's okay at the very beginning it's giving me get out vibes it's giving me black twilight zone vibes it's like a black guy and a white guy they're in the boat they're talking a lot about some major uh well they're talking about how like under the water that they're in and they're fishing at night which is weird under the water that they're in is like a whole town of people and it was like a black town i guess that got buried by water so the white guy is telling this whole creepy story and then the black guy was was giving thoughts i feel like commentary on black people and then he the white guy started giving commentary well kind of like saying if white people are stuck if black people are stuck in their situation white people are also stuck in their situation as well and i wasn't fully sure what he was saying but the white guy turned to a monster uh i think the black guy got grabbed up or something something came out of the water a lot of different things happened but i know it was scary and it was weird (laughs) but hopefully this will get you guys to go check out the episode to see the actual details that i'm failing to tell you but the the feel of it was like definitely a horror film or something like that definitely a race related vibes and i don't know if it's a bait type of thing i don't know if it's a thing where i feel like people bait people race baiting it happens you know, we've heard of some of the recent headlines of things that have happened to people in our community, our society, people of colors. Like, do we even race bait when it comes to the black race and the and the information and the programming that we come out with? Can you do you think that it's kind of a race bait thing that we're doing? I don't know. And I don't even want to mention I was just thinking about Donald Glover. I see him he mostly dates white women for what I see and there's a lot of black uh people that are representing our culture and some are just in our movies and films and entertainment but some you know I feel like Donald Glover is almost an activist in some of the things that he's done um the, the music that he's done as well and you know I have nothing against him being with a white woman but I see kind of a trend there where there's black men that are standing up for our society whether it's through their art or whatever they're doing but they're with white women that's a whole nother uh, commentary on that and we've kind of discussed that in past episodes but let's get back into this show because you see now that I'm really rambling right Um, (laughs) but yeah that first part was very twilight zone-ish um in the end it was like you know black people are stuck in their place but white people are also stuck in their place as well and that was the vibe the whole essence of that first part and the little black boy wakes up from in class so it's it's letting us feel like he was dreaming this this was his dream right so the little black boy he's a little a little showboat little boy uh, I'm not sure exactly what's going on with the assignment, but the teacher was talking to him and he ends up getting up on the desk and doing a dance and all of the, the white kids are cheering him on. It looks like the school is uh, largely white. And so he's like dancing on the table and they're like laughing and cheering him on, right? 
And um, so he gets in trouble for probably the umpteenth time and sent to the principal's office. His mother is a don't play black mama. And she goes, she comes in with, I think the granddad and she's like, well, you know, she just told them like, why did you call me in here? Cause I'm sure she had to be in work. And like, why do you keep calling me in here? Just put him in detention. You know, the things he looked like he was doing was just funny, fun stuff, like a class clowns type thing. It didn't look like it was anything serious. He didn't have any guns or drugs or anything like that. He was just being a class clown, being disruptive or whatever. Um, I think one of the teachers said that he just needs to be, um, that he's being overstimulated. They actually were trying to put him down a grade saying maybe he doesn't understand the curriculum. So they were trying to push him back down a grade. And she was, the mom was getting upset about that. And she took him out to the hallway. Okay. That's sorry. I'm just now coming up with the name of the episode. The name of the episode is three slaps. Um, so, so things and slaps it's making me think of the will smith chris rock thing you do you see all these connections it's so crazy how sometimes the news the latest news things actually going on in 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 our world recent history and tv shows kind of all come together and i'm wondering if they're inspired inspired by each other possibly but i'm sorry i'm taking you guys so far off course (laughs) but anyway um so she takes her kid out to the hallway and kind of fusses at him from here on guys I'm going to stay on course okay she fusses at him and she said if you don't stop performing and playing in front of these white people then you're gonna it's gonna end up killing you they're gonna end up killing you and you know we think about police brutality and all of the things that our black men young men go through so and then the dad slaps him in the face three times. One of the teachers sees this, and uh, when he goes escorted to detention, this teacher takes him to detention and says, don't worry, I'm going to get you out of there. So, you know, they show him back at home, show his life, you know, get, again, a no-play type of mama, has to ask for cereal he asked for something to eat she was like he was like we out of milk and she was like well we got some spaghetti in there you know if we're out of one thing that ain't the only thing just eat something else you know (laughs) that's how it was especially if you were struggling like if you didn't have certain items in the in the fridge at least you had something to eat so find something to eat so basically that was how it was set up she told him to turn her tv off he didn't know, you know, it seemed like she wasn't even in the room. Well, of course, we know black mamas have third eyes. Um, they have eyes everywhere. So she was like, turn that TV off. Because, of course, he was in trouble for his detention and all the stuff he was doing at school. So a caseworker actually shows up at the door and is like, um, we want to inspect your home. And, you know, we got a call or whatever like this. And, you know, she wasn't playing. It was so funny because I know it's not supposed to be funny. It's like funny and drama together. But she was like, you know what? Just take him right now. She just told the, told the social worker to take him right now. He get out. And I was like, wow. And he didn't look that scared. He looked like, okay, he wasn't sure what was going to happen, but he was going to go. 
So he was taken out and taken to this white family. It looks like it was a two homosexual ladies, two moms. Uh, they they seem like uh, I won't say. Um, I'll say they was giving me they were giving me hippie vibes. They kind of had a hippie vibe, and um, they had like two, three other black kids that they've adopted. So this looks like a thing for them is that they adopt black children or not adopt but foster them. So this looks like it's probably their income source, right? Is fostering black children, and um, she they 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 do a little kind of funny jokes about the differences between white and black culture in in parts of when he first comes to their home. She gives them chicken, and obviously they don't know how to cook chicken because that chicken looked straight up raw. And he was hungry. He didn't want to eat. It looked like they didn't know how to cook. Also, they had another side hustle going on where they go to the local flea market every week and sell like kombucha or whatever. I think it was kombucha or some type of um, health food or vegetables or stuff like that they would sell. So they had these black little kids that are their foster kids out in the yard working trying to grow these vegetables and whatever they need to make their kombucha while they're sitting there talking. One of the white moms was nice and the other one's a little off edge. She's a little like, I don't know what's going on with her, but she's a little off in a way. She seems short tempered, like she's not really into this, but she's just doing this for whatever. Um, So definitely I'm looking at the kids. They're working in the yard. I'm looking how these white moms are using these black children. Not only are they getting money to foster these children, they're getting free black labor. And it's giving me a complete modern day slavery thought. Like, is this really happening? Could this really happen? Something that I, you know, we see different ways modern day slavery works in our society from the jail system, which is somewhat obvious where all, where we're all put in this jail system, people of color, where we can't go out and be productive, but we, we are, you do labor in jail and you get paid pennies for the labor that you do. Um, some of it's free labor. Uh, I just thought about that as well. You know, there's other, of course, police brutality, other things to so-called keep us in our place or hold us down. It may not be exact, exactly working in the fields. Like these kids were actually working in a garden, in their backyard garden. Some of the kids seemed sick. I mean, it was crazy to me. I was like, and I thought to myself, could this really happen? Is this really happening? I mean, I think that it can happen. It's very possible So I feel like this episode opened my eyes to some other ways people of color can be used and manipulated and mistreated. And it definitely felt like modern day slavery on this episode. It was kind of funny, but it was kind of sad and it was kind of scary at the same time. Definitely give me the vein of Jordan Peele type vibes in that vein and definitely like a black episode of Twilight Zone where it's all centered around this black little boy. 
so um at some point um uh, I'm I'm not fully sure how this happened but uh, I'm going to skip over some things and just get into the probably near the ending of the episode the meat of the episode but um now now it's a black social worker coming in to inspect and I'm I assume that they do this ever so often for foster families where they come to an inspection inspection and because of this um the social worker is black I think she perceives things in a different way and and I think that's true with like the white social worker probably will relate more to the white family than they will with the black family they may see things that may seem odd to them as a white person to black people this is just how we live our lives and this is how we work and vice versa black people may look at a white family and say this seems odd but you know this is how they do things so uh, the black boy is pretty desperate at this time he's starving he has to work all the time besides going to school so it's like again he's in some type of modern day slavery vibe he wishes he would have never wanted to leave his mom like because I feel like in the back of his head he was like yeah I do want better and I do want to do what I want to do you know how us as little kids are like of course you don't never really want to leave leave your mama you just might be saying some stuff you never want to leave mama like that but he wanted to go back home he wanted to go back and get some of that spaghetti mom had in the refrigerator versus raw chicken because you know at first he was upset that there was no milk in the house but he was chowing on that spaghetti but now at this point he has uh, raw chicken as his only food option they barely give him anything if he, he says he's hungry they'll say well you already ate or whatever so they give him like carrots or blueberries and that's supposed to feel fulfill his hunger at the time so he hates it there and it's also the idea of the grass is always greener on the other side type thing as well but whatever the case he kind of pleads to the black social worker hey i hate it here can you get me out of here and you know the white moms kind of see what's going on and one of the moms the edge the one that's kind of on edge to me she takes the black social worker lady and says you know um can I talk to you and like let you share with you a little bit more about um what's going on with us and like you know get into a deeper conversation with you she's like sure she's like well let me let's go out back or whatever so it appears that over time that she never comes back the mom comes back but where did the black social worker go I'm not really sure where she went but all of a sudden they have to go on a family road trip to the Grand Canyon. So I'm thinking, okay, they're going to the Grand Canyon. Are they going to throw her lifeless body in the Grand Canyon and try to hide this? I don't know what their plan is. So the two white moms take all of their little um, foster black kids and they, they're in the back of the van. The van has no seat, so they're like on the floor of the back of the van. So it seems, it looks really suspect is um the back of the van has no seating so i guess the children cannot be seen back there um doesn't sound like an ideal white happy family to me does it um sounds like you're hiding something but anyway um the dog is there too they i think they're gonna the ladies get out while the kids are resting or sleep or whatever but you know the black boy the new boy he's not 
he's not easily assimilating as the other little black kids are that are have already been fostered in they seem kind of weak and just you know but he's not fully assimilating to this um and it's a hat they put on him and this hat I don't know it just feels racist to me it just looks like a like an old days fedora hat or whatever I don't know something about this hat just doesn't sit right with me but this is his hat now and then so they know him by this hat um I think the ladies make a stop on the side of the road they're gonna let their dog go I'm like why are they letting the dog go so they basically are in over their head they're discussing the situation of everything they've been through they don't give us all the details we they don't tell us that they killed the, the social worker they but the the nicer mom she's like well why did they let us get this loan and why did they let us do this and why did they let us adopt these kids we're in over our head this is too much we really couldn't handle everything that we were trying to do so i'm not sure i'm like what they can't handle what they're doing what what are they gonna do so they get back into the car like they're both um kind of scared and nervous and unsure about what they're gonna do right um they look back and to see all if all the kids are there and they see that hat so they're assuming the boy is there with the hat covering him covering his face or whatever while he's laying there but no he popped the trunk he jumps out of the back of the van (laughs) and the van rolls like off over the side of the freeway like into a ditch so basically their plan was a family suicide just take everybody out they were going to kill themselves and the kids and this was their plan to get out of everything that they were going through so the little boy ends up going back home and being with his mom again and he's happy with what he has and where he's at and he's glad he's out of there and there's a news report that talks about the whole incident of how these the family all died except for him. And I was like, what? This is a show that I would watch again. I feel like it could be episodic. It could be like a Black Twilight Zone. I don't know. I just enjoyed that episode. And it's nothing like what I've seen before with Atlanta. And people were talking about other episodes of season three, which I haven't looked at yet. But that one, I was like, wow, this is an episode. It has so many nuggets and lessons in it and like comedy at the same time. And it's scary. And again, it alludes back to the beginning of the episode where we are all stuck in our places and the grass isn't always greener, I guess, is what the point was where white people are stuck in their places to the point where this family um the white ladies they did all these things that they weren't really fully capable of doing but because they were white they were given all i say white privilege to get all of these opportunities and do these things that they weren't really qualified to do or capable of doing and they got overwhelmed so they decided to take their lives and i've heard many stories um people of all races but I've heard many stories of white people that have, you know, the father one day just says he kills himself and his whole family. I've heard these stories. Um, Sometimes the mother does the same thing. She may kill herself and her children. 
and it's scary uh, so it kind of kind of says well maybe this is why we can't fully say that's why but maybe this is why they have done something like this or if they they have taken their life because it's just become too much for them it's overwhelming and then on the other side um it shows us you know how white privilege isn't really that much of a privilege and you can be stuck in a place that you don't want to be in again so be happy where you're at black people I don't know (laughs) that's like part of what I got out of it but I just really thought it was a great episode and if you want to watch it I'm sorry I spoil everything but I think you will still like it if you watched it after I spoiled it and rambled on about it but I thought it was a great episode so yeah check out Atlanta (laughs) season one the first episode the rest of the show like I told you guys I was going to tell you I'm not really into Atlanta I'm still not into it I tried to watch episode two I was like is it going to be like episode one no it wasn't it was back to the main plot that I was telling you about before about the up and coming um rap star and his cousin manager so you know it and it still deals with race issues and things like that in it but I just wasn't feeling it like I was feeling that first episode and I definitely would like to see some more tv like that if it's available I would watch every week so I hope that all of the networks are listening and I hope you guys got something out of this episode so what did you guys think about the episode and what do you take away from what I explained or if you saw the episode yourself connect with me email me at cbiztv at yahoo.com that's c-b-i-z-t-v at yahoo.com thanks guys and god bless after taping this episode i found out that a couple of incidents in the episode of atlanta that i was sharing with you guys is really based off of some true events And I'll put that information in the description for more details. Thank you again for listening.